0: It's Valentine's Day, and who loves mock drafts more than us? Myself and Shane bring you a one round live mock draft tonight, plus, much more on the Draft Countdown Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to tonight's special edition of the Draft Countdown Podcast. I'm your co-host Brian swords joined as always by my co-host Shane P. Hallam. Shane, 70 days, 22 hours, 58 minutes, 26 seconds away from the 2024 NFL Draft.
1: Yeah, we got the combine list this week. That's the next big thing coming up quick and we'll uh, be looking forward to that and uh, mock draft tonight, man, which is, this is always always exciting for me. So I love, uh, love doing a mock with you.
0: We, we do love mock drafts around here. Well, some of us love mock drafts more than others, if we're going to be honest. But, hey, that's neither here nor there. We uh, can
1: always do a seven-rounder on the show one, one week if you want. That'd be a long-ass show. <laughs> um, So, uh, if you're
0: new to the channel, uh, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Hit the notification bell so you get notified when we go live each and every week. Sometimes other points during the week. You never know. That's why you hit hit that notification bell. Uh, if you've got a question and you're following along on Twitter, send us to at DraftCountdown. We'll answer your question at the end of the show. Or if you're following along live in chat tonight, send it in the uh, in the chat box there. We'll answer it there. Or if you're a member of our Discord, you can ask a question there and we will answer it. Uh, if you're not a member of our Discord, go to DraftCountdown.com. In the top right corner of the search bar, there is a link to join it. Come in, have fun, ask questions there. All right. Start off tonight, Shane. We must congratulate begrudgingly some of us the kansas city chiefs on winning the super bowl uh over to san francisco and a nice uh, yeah it got fun towards the end anyway It was kind of boring there for a little while but uh got exciting towards the end goes to overtime kansas city the winner over the 49ers in the super bowl so congrats to those guys they're picking 32nd now san francisco picking 31st
1: well I, I i bet uh, five units uh, on the Chiefs, so I was happy with the win. I, I was kind of rooting for them. Otherwise, anyway, it was just fun to see Patrick Mahomes do his thing, even in not the greatest game he's ever played. Right, San Francisco did pretty well uh against them for most of the game. Over time, you put the ball in his hands, and he reaches the head coach. Like you're not, you're not going to win that. So, um, but yeah, I, I mean, we're getting into debate territory of just how how good is Mahomes all time and, and how high on the list is he and how what does he need really to pass Tom Brady in the future, yeah, which is crazy to think so early in his career. No doubt. It's
0: it's wild to even have to be, be having this conversation this soon, I guess. Uh, some tactical errors by Kyle Shanahan coaching that game, it seems. Uh, but, hey, better luck next year for everybody else not named the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, Shane, is the college ball coaching carousel finally over? I, I think we can call it now, right?
1: Look, you said you said that like two weeks ago, so don't don't be so sure. I, I, you're you're right. Uh, Boston
0: College was looking for a coach because their head coach Jeff Hapley said, "Screw it, I don't want to deal with these kids no more," and re-recruiting my team every day. So I'm going to the Green Bay Packers to be the defensive coordinator. Um, they replaced him with Bill O'Brien, who was the Ohio State University's offensive coordinator for about three weeks. But now he's Boston College's head coach. More on Ohio State's offensive coordinator now, as UCLA was in need of a new head coach, as Chip Kelly said, I'm going to get fired anyway, so I might as well get out of here, get a little bit more job security. Guessing Chip Kelly's never going to be a head coach anywhere again. So... (laughs) At this point, I, I wouldn't be so sure. I wouldn't maybe, be, I'm, maybe not. I've but, seen
1: I've seen worse get jobs again, right? But Chip yeah, Kelly,
0: so. uh, now the Ohio State office coordinator, replacing Bill O'Brien, and this is has to be nothing but a net win, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I, I thought Bill O'Brien was a good fit, but Chip Kelly, uh, yeah, I think with with the offense Ohio State has, you know, how much he likes to run the football, Trayvon Henderson, on Judkins, I, I think. Ohio State's tailor-made for a Chip Kelly offense. It's only, all the um, shares, right? Yeah, I, I think they're going to explode. As long as Will Howard's not a complete dud, I think that, that's your only fear. Um, So UCLA replaced Chip Kelly with an, a name
0: uh, kind of out of left field almost, but Deshaun Foster, former UCLA great running back, former Carolina Panthers running back, uh, now the head coach at UCLA. You, uh, I kind of like it.
1: Yeah, keep some consistency, keep the players there, right? We've seen we Michigan do that. We've seen UCLA do that. I think more teams are going to be doing this, hiring in-house to try to keep players from transferring. So I like it. Shaw Foster was a mainstay for my fantasy teams back in the day. So it's always it's always wild to see uh, those, those guys turn into head coaches.
0: Yep, no doubt about it. All right, so enough with everything else. Let's get what everybody came here to see tonight and that is our second live mock draft uh, since we had some semblance of what the draft order is going to be, right? We've done, we did a lot of top 10 mock drafts uh, during the season and we had a full staff mock draft about a month ago. So now me and you here going to alternate picks. Shane will have odd numbers. I'll have, even for the most part, we'll do some swapping uh, a little bit later to accommodate some picks, but uh For the most part, that'll be the way it goes. So Shane, that puts you up first. By way of the Carolina Panthers, the Chicago Bears pick one. This is easy.
1: I mean, It's not so easy for a lot of Bears fans. I think there's a lot of people still holding out some hope of the Bears trading this pick for, for a haul, for an even bigger haul than they got last year, it seems like would be the requirement. Um They've said the right things about Justin Fields so far. So I, I don't think it's 100% of what this pick is going to be. But I think it would be pretty crazy to keep Justin Fields, have to pay him a pretty decently sized contract uh, rather than trade him for a second round pick this year and a third round next year, which I think you can get. I think the interest will be there. And you get you know the best quarterback in this draft um, and you still have another top 10 pick to boot. Like I think that's fine. I don't think you need the big haul again, kick the can down the line, because the current staff, head coach, GM, they may not have a job if they trade this pick. They may not have a job to make the next picks. So do you really want to do that? So I think the Chicago Bears take Caleb Williams, quarterback, uh Southern Cal. Yeah,
0: That feels pretty straightforward. Buy or sell? Justin Fields, the next he- next quarterback for your Pittsburgh Steelers. I I wish I, I would I would buy it. I'd
1: love it, but it's not going to happen. Current betting favorite right now, but you know r- I don't know r- what decides
0: those things. What's the
1: betting favorite on Ryan Tannehill? Because I bet on him being the next uh, Pittsburgh Steelers starting quarterback. Unfortunately, God, that's gross. Yeah, very.
0: I uh, will have fun with that. The rest of the AFC North will be happy to see it. Yeah. Uh, All right, that brings me up here, pick two, Washington Commanders. And as much as I would love to appease at least one Commanders fan out there and draft an offensive tackle here, I'm not going to do that. Sorry, Jimmy. Uh, We're going to replace one North Carolina quarterback with another North Carolina quarterback here. I go back and forth here, Drake May or Jaden Daniels. I'm settling in here with Drake May, I think, as the number two pick. I just think that's the way it's going to end up once we get through the cycle and all that. Uh, So I'm going to go Drake May here as the new QB1 of the Washington Commanders.
1: I I like that fit with Cliff Kingsbury just fine. I think either quarterback would fit. They're back-to-back in my rankings. I I flipped May above Daniels again. I I might flip-flop back again by the time we get to the end here. Uh, Both are really good, but I think the younger player or the upside makes sense.
0: There we go. Buccaneer Bruce in the house
1: tonight. Watching on the YouTube. Uh, so, you, you can too if you're listening to the podcast. You can always uh, watch us live on Wednesday nights. Yep.
0: All right, so Shane, you're on the board now with the New England Patriots. Jared Mayo, the new head coach there. New regime in charge. Is QB, Is QB3 coming off at pick three? Yeah, it
1: is. I, I know there's a lot of Patriots fans that want Marvin Harrison or want an offensive tackle or, you know, kick the quarterback can down the road, but you're not going to be have a top three pick maybe again. Especially next year, there might not be a quarterback where the top 20 pick. So you better pick one now. I'm going to take Jaden Daniels, quarterback for LSU. Get, get best quarterback left, I think, is going number three to the Patriots. Yeah.
0: I- I know this feels like it. I should know this off the top of my head, but when was the last time we had QB 1, 2, 3? I know 1999, but I feel like it's been more recent
1: than that. For For 1, for one, 2, and 3, uh, 2021 would have been then. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, right? Okay, yeah.
0: that's. Yeah. I, I knew it had been recent. Maybe I just blocked that out of my memory because <laughs> Zach Wilson and Trey Lance have been duds.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean and Justin Fields and Mac Jones after that haven't been too hot either. Yeah. So and, and nineteen ninety nine to be honest uh, and nineteen ninety nine
0: is burned in my uh memory because of the Bengals turning down the Saints uh entire hall of picks to just to draft a Smith. So yeah. no, it's huge. Not, not gonna forget that. All right. That brings me up here, pick four, the Arizona Cardinals. We talked a little bit about this off-air. You said this isn't easy as I think it is. Um, I, I think it's easy, and I think they're drafting Marvin Harrison Jr. at pick four. I Edge rusher, I guess, would be the other spot that I would entertain here, but I think uh, you have no true number one with Marquise uh, Hollywood-Brown uh, set to be an unrestricted free agent. So saying you don't bring him back, I I think you go with with Harrison Jr.
1: I I mean, look, I think they should as well, but we always feel this way in February. By the time we get a week or two out, there's a top five pick somewhere that's like, oh, wow, this is going to go a completely different direction. I think it could be the Cardinals. Taking a a receiver top five isn't exactly, you know, typical, uh, though I think – Har Harrison's very deserving. All right, that brings us back to you now, and Jim Harbaugh,
0: and the Los Angeles Chargers, pick five.
1: I, I'm a bit torn here. Um, you know, a lot for this pick to me depends on what the Chargers do with. For free agency, they have you know, we know the cap space is a problem, they're gonna have to cut a bunch of guys or restructure or whatever. Um, so a lot to me depends on that. Um, I'm gonna go a little bit off the board here because I think there's a chance they restructure Keenan Allen, he stays right. You drafted Quinn Johnson last year, I know it's not this regime, but he's there uh mike williams still there so i know a lot of people myself included have malik neighbors from lsu here but i do think they're gonna want weapons and i think jim harbaugh more than receiver values the tight end position so i'm gonna take brock bowers here at uh number five i think he is just as dynamic a weapon as malik neighbors gerald everett's a free agent You're really not going to go into the year with Donald Parham and and Stone Smart as your tight ends, right? Um, So I could see them opting for Bowers over neighbors.
0: I mean, I love Brock Bowers, and I've mocked Brock Bowers to Los Angeles several times throughout this process, up and down the draft order. And I'm with you. I think he's easily, without question, the best tight end in this class. But are people going to question his size coming out? Because, I mean, he's probably going to be about the same size as Jaheim Bell measured in at the senior bowl, right? I, I wouldn't be shocked if he comes in at like six, one and a half 245, something like that.
1: Yeah, no, I, th- I think it's fair. I think it will be a question, and it's not going to be on everyone's board. That's kind of what I've said when people are like, oh, why is Brock Bowers falling in mocks or whatever? There's a lot of teams aren't going to take him. if if that's his measurables, right? doesn't matter. He doesn't fit the offense. I think the Chargers would be one spot where he could fit. All right.
0: Brings me up here to six with the New York Giants, and we are very thankful that the Chargers decided that Malik Neighbors was not the pick at five because now he is going to be the pick at six. Um, A lot of people – I've seen Mox pick an offensive tackle here. I cannot are you are you really dumping on one of the tackles you are that you've drafted in the top five recently?
1: I, I mean, mean is, that, is
0: that talk? Is that a thing?
1: New, I mean, I mean it, it, yeah. Uh, Andrew Thomas has been awful, awful. Like you probably he probably needs to move the left guard and you could draft a left tackle to replace him.
0: Okay. I mean, I I'm not going to talk myself into that right now, but I could see how that can be talked into because they are do have a hole at left guard right now. But I'm going to take Malik Neighbors here just to get the dynamic wide
1: receiver, and because
0: I don't think they're moving off from Daniel Jones right now. So
1: no, I, I think it'd be unless one of those top three quarterbacks were here, I think it'd be tough to do so. Right. I'm with you. I think Neighbors is a great pick if he's sitting there for them.
0: Tennessee Titans now up to pick seven and are they happy that all these offensive tackles are still here?
1: Yeah, we'll take it uh, at Tennessee. I I mean, I look, I, I think that's tough. Um, You know, right tackle. uh, You have Dylan Radunes from, from a couple years back. He hasn't been great. I think Nicholas petit Frere and Jalen Duncan, are fine, but, like, you don't want Jalen Duncan to be your left tackle, right? I don't think that's the ideal. So, uh, yeah, I I think the Titans should take the best offensive tackle available. I'm going to go Joe Alt, the offensive tackle from Notre Dame. I think, you know, going back and watching a little bit more, I think he's clearly the best offensive tackle in this class. He's just so consistent, such a good pass protector. If you want Will Levis to do well, uh, I think that's the, the, the pick and the play.
0: Do you think Brian Callahan was hired to try to save Will Levis, or is that just going hopefully a byproduct of his hiring? And if not,
1: we'll fix it next year. Yeah, when well, no one – right. I think it is a byproduct where we got to give him another shot. There's no one else available here. So if Brian Callahan can fix him and yet get the quarterback right, then everything else falls into place.
0: There you go. All right, that brings us now to myself and pick eight in the Atlanta Falcons. And I don't want to do this this early because I don't like this particular quarterback as he is currently QB seven on my board and somewhere around the 70 to 80 range on my overall board. But the NFL is going to be much higher on Michigan quarterback, J.J. McCarthy, than I am. Probably than you are, if we're going to be honest. Is eight too high? I don't know. But for the sake of this, I think the Atlanta Falcons, if they do not acquire Russell Wilson, which has been rumored, or they're not, they don't get in on the Justin Fields trade, which they could. They're going to get a quarterback from somewhere. Maybe it's JJ McCarthy, and you think he'll be a good fit uh, in the uh, McVay offense that they're bringing in.
1: I do, I do. I mean, Zach Robinson, who I think we both scouted a quarterback at one point for the draft, is the new offensive coordinator. I think JJ McCarthy is a good fit for them. Both of you and I are lower on McCarthy than consensus. Um, I'm still not. I'm still all sold. Like JJ McCarthy, and I'm recording a video that'll go up on our YouTube Shorts uh, scouting reports here. His, his greats are maybe best of the class, better than Caleb Williams. His great throws are that good, but they are one one, one one. The highlights are amazing. The whole film, I don't think, is that amazing. It almost feels Will Levis-ish to me that maybe he doesn't end up this high when push comes to shove. We get to the draft, but we'll see.
0: I also had Will Levis about that range last year, too, in my overall rankings. I don't regret it a bit. No, nope. so, uh But do teams? We're, we're hearing the chatter right now, or people are leaking it out to somebody for a reason, saying that the 2025 class. Normally, we're saying, "Oh, wait till next year." That class is always better, right? Big woof so far from what I,
1: you're seeing. I mean, it's it's awful. It, it like I'm not even joking about how bad that class is. Now someone's going to emerge. There's not, you know, someone will get there. There are guys with potential, the Quinn Ewers and the Connor Wakemans and whatever. But, like, this looks like it could easily, easily be another 2022 uh, quarterback class. And that's, you know, Kenny Pickett went in the first round, shouldn't have. And then we didn't get, we got three quarterbacks in the third round. One's starting in the UFL now, you know. So it's, it's bad.
0: 2013, 2022, and now 2025, potentially again, where we're looking at potential QB1, Carson Beck out of Georgia. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck if you don't get them this year. (laughs) Yikes. All right. Let's move on to that. We've already got our quarterback in Chicago by way of the first pick with Caleb Williams. All right, Shane, so who are you pairing with Caleb Williams at pick nine for the Chicago Bears?
1: I, th- I think there's a couple options here. Um, I think they could go with a wide receiver. I think they could go with Romeo Dunze. They just want to stack the weapons up for Caleb Williams. I think it'd be smart to do, but I, I don't think that the Bears are going to completely get away from the defensive side of the ball. The defense played really well last year. You trade it for Montez Sweat. They don't have any other pass rushers really on the team. Next year, that are uh, not one restricted free agents. So, I'm going to go edge rusher. And I continue to say the best fit for the Bears defense is Dallas Turner, the edge rusher from Alabama. So, I'm going to take him here. Uh, I think he's a better fit than, than Leitu Latu from UCLA. Uh, Turner has that stand up ability that the Bears like to utilize. Um, that first step explosiveness dip, I think it really fits and pairs well with Montez Sweat, who's the opposite on the other end. Uh, and plus, you know, it makes allows me to hedge Latu's medicals if he does fall a little bit.
0: Yep, that's the first defensive player to go in our draft yeah. so far. First eight all offense. All right, so now we're into pick ten here in the New York Jets, and we're going back to the offensive side of the ball because we got to get somebody to block for our old quarterback. Aaron Rodgers here because we're going to, we're going to do that again. So uh, I'm going to the left tackle spot here. I like Olu Fashano a little bit more than Joe Alt um, based off potential more than what we've seen so far. But I think Fashano is, has a chance to be the a dominant left tackle in the NFL with the athleticism and the feet and everything so give me Fashanu here
1: at left tackle for the New York Jets. Fashanu's is g- g- gonna be interesting. There's definitely like you said, uh, two years ago I think it was phenomenal. Last year I think it was up and down. He could be offensive tackle three or four off the board. Uh wouldn't overly surprise me. But I do like the fit with the Jets. So if he's sitting there, I think I think it would be a tough pass. But uh definitely some contenders here at, at offensive tackle.
0: All right. Up next, the Minnesota Vikings.
1: Minnesota kind of a tough team. I mean, there's no quarterback worth taking. So if they lose Kirk Cousins, uh, they're gonna have to find someone some other way, uh, ultimately. Um, but you know, this this is a team right now. Uh, I think they're projected to have one one edge rusher on the roster next year. Andre Carter, undrafted free agent out of Army, is the only edge rusher they have left. That's not an unrestricted free agent, <laughs> so uh, might might end up being a big knee. I, I I don't think Danelle Hunter's coming back at the very least. Maybe you know maybe can bring back DJ Wanham. So I'm gonna take Leitu Latu Latu, uh, the edge rusher out of UCLA here. I, I do like him. He's my edge one over Dallas Turner. I think Latu's the, the cross chop. The way that he can rush the passer, I think, is phenomenal. The medicals check out. People are comfortable with him being a little bit older. I think uh, this is a good spot for Latu.
0: Oh, I love Latu, Latu. Number three overall on my board, I think. I think he's still three. Maybe he's four now. No, he's still three. Um, I, he balled out as a senior bowl the two days he was there. Um, the injuries is the the injury concerns is literally it. That's the only thing I think is the knock on him at this point. Maybe arm length uh, might get something. a people.
1: little bit, yeah. An um, age, I guess, compared to the class. If you want a twenty one year old, but know.
0: I mean, at this point, I mean, if you're looking at edge guys, I mean, an age is a concern. Well, you're not looking at him or verse, so I guess you're skipping ahead to chop Robinson. I
1: guess Robinson, yeah, Braswell, yeah. We'll
0: see. All right. That brings us pick 12 in the Denver Broncos, a team also looking for a quarterback that's not available right now. If you're betting on a team that might trade up into maybe maybe New England wants to trade out, maybe they want to trade ahead to get J.J. McCarthy because they want to lock him in, Um, I, I think Denver is a perfect candidate for that. Uh, but in this draft, we're not doing that. We're going to sit tight. And I'm going to go with a riser here. Mm-hmm. And I got probably maybe the biggest senior bowl riser uh, out of anybody. And it feels a need right now. And it feels like a Sean Payton-ish pick. Going up the middle in the offensive line. Give me Jackson Powers Johnson, the center wow. from Oregon, that picked 12. A little high for a center, right? Yeah. But he could also play guard if need be, but I don't think that's where he'd play here in Denver. I think he'd be the pivot. Uh, but what got of amazing power, right? And he's a very athletic, big guy. dominant. I, I, like I said, this was my ninth year, I think, at the Senior Bowl as, as a member of media. First time I've ever seen an offensive lineman never lose a rep in the one-on-ones. He's never seen it. He never lost. And that's just amazing to me that he didn't get beat not one time. Uh, like I said, is this a little high for a center?
1: Maybe, but I feel like
0: it feels like a Sean Payton-ish pick.
1: Yeah, I could see it happening. Um, I, I, I'd be interested to see how they manipulate that offensive line if Quinn, Quinn Miners moves over to center, uh, if that hole happens. But if you draft Jackson Powers-Johnson, you can leave your line the same, keep the continuity. I mean, I like it. It is a great fit. Just like, what does that do for you? Is the perfect, like I, I don't know. You know I, but, but it's Are fair. you winning any
0: more games? I I don't know the answer yeah. to that question. And to me, you have to think they would have acquired a quarterback, right?
1: Yeah, before some, that somehow, some way. Yeah, so. no, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, if he's if he's that good, he was in season. You could really remake the the power run game as well with that. All right,
0: that brings us now to the Las Vegas Raiders. It's a weird offseason for these guys.
1: It, it it is. Um we'll see how Antonio Pierce navigates the offseason. Um I think I think there's a lot of holes on the Raiders. You know the defense had its moments, but they don't really have uh, any good defensive tackles coming back, need a corner. Uh but the whole uh, three out of the four starting offensive linemen as well are free agents and Honestly, none of them are anything to write home about as it is. So I think I'm going to turn there because I think the value is still there. So I'm going to take uh, Tyrese Fuaga, offensive tackle out of Oregon State. I think he could slide right into right tackle. You still have Colton Miller at left tackle um, and have bookends for whatever they decide to do a quarterback moving forward as well
0: it's a whole lot of teams got some bad quarterback play right now, man. And there ain't enough of them. It's just, there's not enough, not enough to go around. All right. That brings us to pick 14. And Hey, guess what? It's another team with bad quarterback play. Surprising. But unlike the other teams, the saints are kind of stuck (laughs) because, well, you know, Mickey Loomis and all that. And, the way they structure their cap, they can't cut Derek Carr for at least a year, or else it's a like a hundred million dollar dead hit or something dead cap hit. Good yeah, luck I, with that.
1: I think he's at least better than these other. Like he at least can play. Uh, right. Laura's he's good. Aiden O'Connell and let's call it Nick serviceable. Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> serviceable. Um. So let's get our serviceable quarterback a wide receiver. And let's take one of my favorite guys in this class, Roma Dunze, the wide receiver from Washington here to get Michael Thomas off this roster. Finally, they should have been gone four years ago. They kept kicking that roster can down the road. Uh, Chris Olave first round pick a couple years ago, has been up and down for the saints. The highs have been high. The lows have been kind of low and you got a nice one in Rashid Shahid, who's an exclusive rights free agent. So he'll be back on the cheap, but, uh, Let's get another. Let's get a true number one here, right? With a dunze. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I feel like this is probably a dunze's floor. There's a good chance he could go in the top six, seven picks as well. Um, just the size and speed and athleticism and production is there. You know, I, I'm a little lower on a than consensus. I don't see. That Washington offense translating immediately to the NFL and being able to step in and just be the guy. Uh, but, hey, at 14, absolutely, I think take the shot. I was hoping he dropped one more spot. Yeah, he'd
0: look good with the Colts and that what they're building, right? Uh, Tommy wants to pop in and say
1: he's got to go quick. Uh, go Steelers, boo Bengals.
0: Why do I keep putting Tommy's stuff
1: up there? Yeah, like, yeah, like he, he's so smart. That's why you want to put it put back in.
0: So that brings you here now with Pick 15 and the Indianapolis Colts. Hey, look, it's a team that doesn't have quarterback issues, seemingly. Uh, Anthony Richardson looked like he was playing really well before the shoulder injury last year. So we're going to keep building around Anthony Richardson, right? So what are you adding to the Colts to help them get uh, into the playoffs next year? They were close this year.
1: They were were close this year and and maybe could have had it. Um, You know, it's tough because I don't think there's a receiver worth taking that fits the Colts. I think the offensive line running back is set, not a tight end here. So I almost have to look to the defensive side of the ball, um, where where, honestly I think they're in a little bit better shape than maybe people think. Grover Stewart's a free agent. They could look at the defensive line but I think getting an elite corner might be the way to go. I mean, they drafted Juju Brents, um, you know, Julius Brents out of Kansas state and he's, I think a serviceable starter. I think Dallas flowers has been fine, Um, but they could use a stud outside corner. Number one, lock up the number one of other teams. And and, and I'm going to go with my top corner. I, I, you know mocks i think are all over the place with corner one But i'm going to take quinnion mitchell cornerback out of toledo i think after the senior bowl the dominance that mitchell had he he's worth this pick and he has a little more of the size and the length i think than the other top corners in this draft which the colts would prefer so breaking news here
0: before the combine before we know anything Quinion Mitchell now has at least an 8.5 Raz automatic. Just, we know this now, if he's going to be drafted by the Colts.
1: Right, right. That's true. He's got he's to gotta get it. So he's got to get there.
0: Yep. So at minimum, he'll have an 8.5 uh, <laughs> by proxy of this mock draft pick. I, I, I joke. That now makes, by the way, the fourth senior bowl player drafted in the top 15 of our mock draft. There you go. All right. So now Seattle Seahawks. Oh, Saints uh, fan not happy with the receiver at 14, just get I mean, over it.
1: If it wasn't a dunze, I, I'd probably agree, but a dunze, I feel like, is such a good compliment to Chris Olave, it'd be awesome.
0: Yeah. So Seattle Seahawks now on the board here at 16 and a lot of free agents on that interior offensive line. But our interior offensive line uh allotment has I think been exhausted here in the top uh, top 20 picks, so we can't go there. We need uh, I'm going to be honest. I, I, with Ryan Grubb being the offensive coordinator now, in my mindsets since they draft Pennix, will they draft Pennix? Uh, maybe if they trade back. I don't think they do it at 15, but I'm going to get an edge guy here, and I'm going to pass on Jared Verse. Ooh. And I'm going to go with chop chop Robinson here at pick 16, just because he's younger. And I got a feeling that verse is maybe he falls like Jermaine Johnson did uh, a couple of years ago, uh, almost fell out of the first round, but uh, I know you like chop Robinson. He's he's, he was he's really good and had some great games earlier this season. Uh, Unfortunately, the game I think I was watching, he got hurt early on. Was that against Michigan, I believe? He got yeah. hurt early in that one. I was really looking forward to seeing that. But uh Seahawks, what do you think about the Seahawks passing on Jared Verse and going with Chop Robinson?
1: I, I think this pick's going to look good in a month. I, I think once the combine's over and Chop Robinson is like a 9.6 Raz, uh people are going to be like, hmm, maybe Chop Robinson is a top 20 pick and Jared versus is not, right? So I, I, it might sound a little crazy now. But I think it's actually a really good, uh really good pick by you.
0: Uh Zach pops in here on Twitter, says, uh, thank you for your consistent seven round mock drafts. I know how much work goes into that and that they love referencing them within their dynasty content.
1: Cool. I look, I I appreciate you reading and I'm glad you enjoy them. That's uh two, every two weeks now till till the draft we'll, we'll be running them running them back.
0: Uh not giving up on this wide receiver argument saying AT Perry is that guy.
1: No, he's Yes, look, slay slays all about At Perry. It's that's fine.
0: I, I like At Perry. At yeah, Perry not, is not Roman Dunsay. He's, he's not
1: a starter. Yeah. No. Uh,
0: Jacksonville Jaguars now uh, kind of collapsed towards the back end oh. of this season, but another team that doesn't have to worry about quarterback—they have Trevor Lawrence. Uh, who are you looking here with the Jags at pick
1: seventeen? Uh, I I think we're going to go on the defensive side of the ball here. Josh Allen, their edge rusher, is a free agent. so They could go with another edge rusher to pair with Trayvon Walker and potentially try to firm that up again. I don't know what's going to happen there. I'm going to pass. But really, I think the biggest issue for the Jacksonville Jaguars team was the interior defensive line. Their interior defensive line was awful. People could just run on them. All day. Uh, so I'm going to take Byron Murphy, the defensive lineman out of Texas. Similar similar to you, Brian. I think a month from now, when Byron Murphy puts up a 9.5 for Az, he's going to easily be the best defensive tackle in this class. I know we both like Jerzon Newton a lot, uh, but I'm a little worried about Newton's athleticism. Byron Murphy has no going to have no trouble being super athletic at the combine.
0: That's fair. Um, I, I, my heart jumped a little bit because I my my guy was already up to the podium uh, at w- at pick eighteen, and you said the interior defensive line. I got a little scared. Um, here's the thing: you said you're worried a little bit worried about Jazan Newton's athleticism. You know who don't care about athleticism and rad scores? The Cincinnati Yo. Bengals, maybe. <laughs> We don't care about stinking Raz scores and all that stuff, except for deep, except for defensive backs. They, they care about it then, but everything else, they don't care. Uh, but can I pass on offensive tackle?
1: There's a, a lot of good ones left.
0: A lot of people thinking the Bengals are going to go outside Jermaine Illuminor in free agency to play that right tackle position. If they do, I think it makes this less a have-to. But, God, I'm sitting here looking at Amarius Mims, still on the board. Tyler Guyton is moving up the board. But I joked yesterday he's way too athletic for the Bengals to draft on the offensive line. So, I'm going to stick to my gut here. And I am going to get an interior pass rusher that they haven't had uh, in a while here since Geno Atkins probably I'm gonna take Jazan Newton from Illinois, and I'm not looking back.
1: I, I love Jazan Newton. He's nasty. I think he's gonna have a long NFL career. I, I don't think his draft profile will be clean cut in turn Like I said, in terms of athleticism, in terms of the little things, it wouldn't surprise me if he falls. But uh, hey, if the Bengals don't care, I hope I hope you get him.
0: Uh, history tells us they don't, right?
1: <laughs> right. That's fair.
0: I mean, I'm not saying that to make fun. I mean, I kind of am. But it's true. (laughs) They, I mean, injuries, I mean, even guys that don't test, they've shown it doesn't bother them. Should it? 100% should, but it doesn't. All right. Let's move. I'm going to take the Rams here uh, to let you pick for the Steelers at 20. So you'll go back to back here at twenty and twenty one. I'll go back eighteen and nineteen here. And Rams, we got to get some pass rush, right? I mean, this just it feels it feels like that's something that they've got to add here. They've got some holes at other spots. Corner is one I could definitely see them going here. But I am I, looking at Jared Verse, and I think that's that's a pick that I would make gladly for the Rams here at nineteen.
1: Yeah, just a value pick there for yeah. first, um, which I think is a good pick. I think they do need more of that pass rush, so I like that one. First Rams'
0: first-round pick since 2016 when they drafted Jared Goff, number one overall. They haven't had a first-round pick since then. 2024 will be the first one, barring they don't trade out. I kind of hope they do, just to keep the streak going, to be honest. Yeah.
1: Picking too high. they they got to make some yeah. picking. It,
0: had, had they made a run in the playoffs, I think we could have pulled that off. Maybe right. Pittsburgh Steelers now Shane. Maybe we maybe we've got uh Justin Fields at quarterback. Maybe we got Ryan Tannehill at quarterback.
1: <laughs> maybe Kenny but, Pickett. He's still he's still uh, in his third year. Maybe maybe
0: Kenny Pickett still at not Mason Rudolph though, right? We moved on from him.
1: I you know, I think they're going to offer but, him a uh, contract. Uh, so we'll but see. But we did
0: move on from Trubisky though.
1: Mitch Trubisky is out, so don't worry about that and. T- So's Presley Harvin after drafting him in the feather sixth round a couple years ago, punter. So don't, don't draft, don't draft kickers. Punters. Punters. Jake Mooney. Hey, he made two 50 50-yard field goals in the Super Bowl, so not bad. And missed an extra point that cost him the game, but that's not and bad. they still lost. So yeah. So anyway, don't draft kickers <laughs> or long snappers. I, I got sorry. <laughs> I got so much crap for uh putting Tory Taylor in the third round of my seven-round mock draft. But like, you I think George it could Haller happen. The third round? I think it could happen. To who? Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. Who had one of the worst punting teams in the league. That's fair.
0: That is fair. um I mean, it's happened. There's precedent for it. Didn't Brian Anger get drafted in the third round? Yeah. Yeah. So, there's precedent for it. I, I don't think it's smart precedent, but. Yeah,
1: probably won't happen, but fair. All right. Sorry, go ahead. Steelers twenty Steelers Sorry. twenty. Yeah, uh, this is tough. I think I think honestly, I think if Jackson Powers Johnson's there, I think they run the card to the podium. Right? He is such a Steelers type pick. They're so the center position is so important in Steelers history from Jermoni Dawson, Mike Webster, you know, uh, etc. Cetera, et cetera. So it's it's been huge. Um, they could take it off as a tackle, and I think there's some buzz maybe pairing Amarius Mims back with Broderick Jones, uh, and getting Georgia bookends. They just cut their other starting tackle. So there's a wide open hole there that certainly needs filled. Uh, corner, I think it's a possibility. Uh, there's not a linebacker worth taking, but uh, like I said, I, I think center is such an important position that I am I'm gonna draft one here, and I'm gonna take Ram Barton. Off we have listed as an offensive tackle. I'm going to take Graham Barton from Duke to play center for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Another kind of nasty, good bend, tough player who can put guys on the ground. I think he's thought of much higher NFL circles right now than in draft circles. And Graham Barton's probably a starting interior lineman day one.
0: He could be their starting right tackle.
1: I mean. Right. That
0: versatility is yeah. nice. It is nice. Uh, I, I got to tell you, Graham Barton's going to be one of those names that's going to go like in this 20 to 27, 28 range, and people are going to be like, fan bases are going to hate it, and then he's starting for their team for eight to nine years. So, <laughs> Yeah, I like that pick, Graham Barton, uh, versatile at, uh, offensive lineman. All right, so you're back up now, 21 in the Miami Dolphins, a team that just kind of hit the bricks. There towards the end of the season,
1: yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it just couldn't hold up. I think in terms of uh, in terms of health, there uh, ultimately. I um, mean, a, a tough spot I think, I think for the Dolphins here because I think their needs do not line up with the board. Right, defensive tackle. I don't think there's a defensive lineman worth taking in the first round. Left to me, uh, maybe they could take someone. That has some versatility. Maybe I'll come back to that um, interior line again. I think that that Wells almost dried up. at Least guys to fit the Miami Dolphins in their zone blocking scheme. Um, I don't know if there's anyone worth taking here in that sense. Um, so they, they, you know they could take a tackle. I mean Austin Jackson is not exactly a great right tackle. So I'm kind of torn. I'm between taking a tackle or going with a Darius Robinson. Who could play interior edge? You know, could play a little bit of both. I think I'm going to play it safe for Miami, and I'm going to take um, I'm going to take Amarius Mims, the offensive tackle from Georgia, um, who can certainly play right tackle well. Gives you a little versatility. I think it's a safer pick, but uh, wouldn't surprise me if they did something off the wall. They got to do something
0: right at that position.
1: Yeah, you got to protect – you know, he could protect to his blind side that you play him at right tackle, and I think it could go well.
0: Philadelphia Eagles, uh, speaking of teams that kind of fell off the wagon there towards the end of the season, um, they don't have a lot of holes, right? And the the holes they do have with pending free agents, they've kind of drafted to replace those guys. In the past, I'm 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 toying with corner Terry and Arnold here, but I'm 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 not gonna go there because I feel like maybe I mean they drafted Kiwi Ringo last year. Uh, Bradbury's still under contract, although he could get released. Um, But I feel like they don't have a real succession plan for Lane Johnson right now, and so I think that might be where they go here. And correct me if I'm wrong here. And you know I love me some tight ends that become offensive tackles. Wasn't Lane Johnson a tight end that became an offensive tackle at Oklahoma? He was. So let's replace or, or set up a tight end now playing offensive tackle from Oklahoma to take his place and draft Tyler Guyton, the offensive tackle from Oklahoma.
1: I like it. I like the fit. We know uh, the Eagles drafted the kind of next in line guys. Um, though they may have some bigger issues this year than they did last year.
0: That's fair. That's fair. All right. Let's move on now. Houston Texans with the pick acquired in the, the – is this the last pick from the Deshaun Watson trade Uh, uh yeah.
1: here? so Last first but, rounder.
0: Yeah, last pick. Yeah, that's right. This is, this is a second rounder next year, I think. I can't remember. But anyway, so Houston here on the clock, 23 with the Browns pick.
1: Now I'm going to go defense here. Uh, I actually think a lot of people draft a receiver for them. I think Nico Collins, Tank Dell, pretty good combo, to be honest. Um, so I, I'm going to go with defense. I think they could use uh, an edge rusher, uh, but also a corner. You know Their corners are pretty bad. Stingley Stingley's great, but uh, free agents abound next year, and they weren't very good. So with Terry and Arnold, the corner out of Alabama still on the board. I'm gonna take him here for Houston, pair him with Derek Stingley, and hope we can stop some of the passing attack in the AFC. So Terry and Arnold. So Houston Terry, Terry and Arnold is the pick for Houston at twenty-three. This is mirroring
0: the reported drop of Kool-Aid amongst everybody as he is still on the board at Available right now, Dallas Cowboys up here. I have no clue, and Dallas Cowboys fans are the ones that get pissed off the most at mock drafts. I don't know why. (laughs) They are very incorrigible, uh, incorrigible bunch. Guys, right, Brian? Uh, I'm struggling here uh, because I feel like we're running out of left tackles to draft. (laughs) So I don't want to go there with this pick. But what I will do is maybe pick a swing guy on the offensive line uh maybe he can play he played left tackle this year maybe he has to kick inside the guard i don't know but i think he's really good and that's troy Feltano. offensive tackle washington is my pick here for the cowboys
1: uh, Yeah, the cowboys are known for moving the zone linemen around right tyler smith's playing left guard now uh you could kick him the left tackle, or you know put on to left tackle could definitely happen there. Yeah,
0: I, I I'm not
1: in love with what I just did. I didn't really know. Well, that's good. That's good because luckily, as you just said, the Cowboys fans are super nice and accommodating. So, yeah. So <laughs> we'll see. All right,
0: Green Bay
1: Packers here, pick twenty five. Uh, yeah, I feel like Green Bay, I mean, offensive tackle, offensive line makes a lot of sense, uh, but they like super athletic guys. I'm not sure we have any of those left. So I look to the defensive side of the ball. They need the entire secondary to just be blown up and restarted almost. Um, so so let's do it. I think this is a great area for cornerbacks. So I'm going to take Nate Wiggins, the corner out of Clemson, Give them someone with some speed, some playmaking ability. Uh, I think he would be the preference with who's on the board, can play nickel, and that you know, that could be the ideal here, which I hear Alexander and Eric Stokes.
0: All right, there you go. So another cornerback, not named Kool-Aid McKinstry, uh going ahead of them. So poor Kool-Aid. Taking the fall, Tampa Bay pick 26. Uh, unrestricted free agent Baker Mayfield, they got to bring him back, right? Yeah, yeah, I think they'll pay him. Um, uh, we need a safety, but we don't need a safety at 26. There just ain't one to take here. It's just not this safety class is second, third round guys, not first round guys. Um, I I don't hate someone like Cooper Beebe here uh, for the interior offensive line, but I think Mike Evans is finally going to walk, and we're going to really. I, I think so, and I think we're going to replace him or attempt to replace him with the. I, I I don't know if this is if this is I don't know if this is the top rated guy here or not, but I feel it feels right, feels like a spot. Uh, for brian thomas jr the wide receiver from lsu
1: i think it's a good pick you know i think he probably is the top guy you know in terms of the NFL's eyes scored the most touchdowns in uh, fbs you know has some of that deep threat ability while being 64 210 uh definitely fits the mold of the mike Evans role in that offense so i like that pick all
0: right Arizona Cardinals with the pick acquired in the trade down last year with the Houston Texans uh, on the board at pick twenty seven. They already took Marvin Harrison Jr. Shane. I took. I made that pick. What are you going to do here for Arizona?
1: Well, I, th- I think they addressed the offense a bit with Harrison, like you said. I think it's time to move over to the defensive side of the ball, which needs a lot of work. Corner, definitely possibility. I think mean, Kool Aid now start talking about him coming off the board. You know, not being a big interception guy, I think, is an issue for him. Or Cooper DeGene, I think, from Iowa as well. Um, But I think I'm going to go up front. I think the versatility of having a player that can stop the run and address the edge pass rush position is important to this defense. And I think Darius Robinson out of Missouri is the perfect player for the Arizona Cardinals defense. You know, 285 plays the edge. Uh, can move them all around. That's what this defense likes to do. So I think he'd be a great fit.
0: He's a, he's another one of the Senior Bowl uh, the, the Senior Bowl bump, if you will. Uh, Robinson got that great uh, was was voted the best practice player overall by the NFL people in attendance. So Darius Robinson, uh, first rounder now, t- pick twenty seven. All right, we're we're gonna get crazy here. With the Buffalo Bills. Oh, no. I, I am normally against this sort of thing in the first round, but I think it fits a need for the Panthers. I think it uh, – and because the drop-off from him to the next at his position is so deep, I think they make the call here. The Bills, and, uh, the Bills make the call here and put another – Texas collegiate defensive lineman next to Ed Oliver. <laughs> oh, Vondre Sweat picked 28 to the Buffalo Bills.
1: No, look, I, I think this is the range for Sweat. I think we're talking, you know, 25 to 50 feels right for him. Um, generally, those big guys fall more than right. they rise.
0: I agree. That's why I was a heads... And I, I
1: don't him. know about putting them next to Ed Oliver. Like... <laughs> Uh, do they do they not want to rush from the interior is that the goal you know it's over ring it the lateral agility but no mean look sweat it can do a little bit of that i mean he's good he's really good so uh, very uh, interesting. i would not I would not have expected that but i think it could be good i think the range is good i think this could be where he goes
0: this is the this is definitely the high end i think of the range
1: right right i, I think early second makes sense but you know, we could be talking in April like, yeah, 200 sweat people. He's going to get the got a surprise first round pick for you. That's what he's going to be that guy in April.
0: Well, speaking of teams that like surprise first round picks, the Detroit Lions certainly appear that way as they did it last year with uh Jameer Gibbs and Jack Campbell. Both worked out for the most part. Uh How do you feel about the Lions here in the first round?
1: I think they're in a tough spot, uh, just with how the draft has gone, because I, to me, I think the Lions desperately need a corner upgrade. Um, the problem is they like to have guys that can kind of bump and run, press, I don't know if we have those guys anymore <laughs> you know, here, um, so I think that's part of the issue. Uh, I think they could absolutely use interior line, maybe a receiver. James, I feel like Jameson Williams has not really worked out, to be honest with you. Um, so, but I don't, I don't know if there's someone that I feels glaringly worth the pick here. So, uh, I, you know what, we saw last year that the Lions took Brian Branch, like that kind of safety corner versatility. So let's let's do it again. Let's take uh, Cooper DeJean cornerback out of Iowa, who I think has a little more ability than Kool Aid McKinstry does. You could play him at, you know, potentially the the left cornerback spot. I think cool. Uh, I think uh, DeJean, Brian Branch, and Cam Sutton make uh, a pretty good trio. Hopefully, fix that secondary.
0: Yeah, I like it.
1: Uh, Kool Aid, all it. It's just- Oh, just fit Just fit is tough for him because I think a lot of teams could struggle there. And, you know, maybe, maybe maybe, this one might be the one to pick up the value.
0: They do like to do that. <laughs> they do like to do that, don't they? Uh, you know, normally when you see a team this late in the first round, there isn't a whole lot of holes on that team, right? Right. That is not the case. With the Baltimore Ravens entering this offseason. We're 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 missing, missing a starter at right guard. No pass rush coming back at all, right? This doesn't yeah. look like no, uh, Justin Matabique gonna probably be one of the biggest free agent deals this offseason, right? On the interior defensive line, replacing Patrick Queen and Kyle Van at linebacker. Geno at say I mean there's a lot of holes a lot of reserves on this team free agents as well. This team's got to fill a lot of spots here but they always draft guys that fall. And then everybody's like how can they keep getting away with this? Looking at Tyler, uh, Kyle Hamilton, Tyler Linderbaum, uh, they've done it and I'm with you and I think Kool-Aid McKinstry is that falling guy plus they love Alabama guys. So Sure. Historically speaking. So Kool Aid McKinstry. Uh let's let's stop his ball here at pick 30 to the Baltimore Ravens.
1: I I mean I think it's a good pick. I think he's a good fit there where they're not they're fine with the finesse a little bit sometimes. So I can dig it. All
0: right, Super Bowl runner-up, San Francisco 49ers.
1: We're in rough shape here for this, this pick. You know, I, I think the 49ers, another team that needs to just remake the secondary, they need a corner, they need a safety. I don't think there's anyone really worth this pick at either of those positions anymore. Um, so I, I'm going to turn my look to pass rush. We saw Chase Young kind of stink down the stretch and then had a really good Super Bowl. Um, he, you know, he's a free agent, they traded for him. Um, They drafted Drake Jackson in 22, but uh, ultimately, I think having a versatile edge rusher who can put his hand down, stand up would be good. So I'm going to go with Chris Braswell, um, the edge rusher at Alabama, play the Will Anderson spot this year. I think you could plug him in, rotate him in with with Drake Jackson, and have a good pass rush across from Nick Bosa. Even if they signed Chase Young, I I don't think it'd be a bad pick uh, to take Braswell. Just stack guys. It'll be fine. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Strength, make your strength stronger. Uh, That's no problem. Uh, Kansas City Super Bowl champions did it with one of the worst receiving cores out there, right? Yeah. I mean, so let's get him somebody. And I'm looking at the board here. I like a handful of guys, uh, but a guy I don't think we've talked about a whole hell of a lot on the podcast and maybe we should have is Oregon wide receiver, Troy Franklin, big, fast, great hands. If he's on the board here at pick 32, I think Kansas city looks long and hard at him as well as a couple other guys, but I I like the fit in their offense and he's something they don't really have right. Big and fast.
1: Yeah. I think, I think Kansas city's in a good spot to get, A downfield receiver if they want it. I think Troy Franklin is the best all around. He's shown he can play deep. I've been mocking Xavier Worthy from Texas to them because he's going to be a 4-3 guy, but you have Roman Wilson as a versatile piece, right? Keon Coleman from Florida State if you want a bigger downfield guy. So I I think it's going to be a lot of possibilities if they do want to invest this pick in a receiver. Yeah. All right. So normally we would cut it off here,
0: but there's a couple other teams that didn't have first-round picks, so we're going to pick for them, too, or at least we'll definitely pick for one. We'll kind of give you a, a an estimate on the other spot.
1: I, I, I'm picking the other spot. I, My God, Shane's going to do, do it. But
0: anyway, I'm going to pick for the Carolina Panthers, who don't have a first-round pick. Poor guys. Uh, so we're going to go with a wide receiver here. we we got to get somebody. We don't have anybody at all. Um, we just saw Troy Franklin go. Would have been, been a good grab there. I'm going to go with the guy I mocked to them. And I know I've seen a lot of Vlad McConkie here in this spot. And a lot of that, you might've had that in your mock. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I'm going to go back to my mock two weeks ago or, or 10 days ago. Uh, and I'm going to go with the Don Mitchell, the uh, wide receiver from Texas, big catch radius. I think we need to give Bryce young something that can maybe get it done in the red zone.
1: No, I think it's fair. Once again, I think wide open that late first, early second for receiver. So Adonai Mitchell fits if uh, Jonathan Mingo is, is not not the guy. And now the coach that wanted him isn't there, so so he's probably going to get buried. Terrace Marshall hasn't worked out. It's been rough receiver for Carolina. Maybe they should have given up DJ Moore in the trade. I'm just saying.
0: I wonder if Terrence Marshall became available if the Bengals would would give him a
1: look. Be a nice replacement for Tyler Boyd, but I, yeah. I like Terrence Marshall I mean, out.
0: So. I did too, but I'm saying I know somebody else who likes Terrence Marshall too, so you got you to think he might have a little pull in that organization if somebody like that became available.
1: That's fair. That's a good point. Uh, all right. Cleveland Browns
0: picked 54 uh, in the second round. You, what are they looking at? Yeah, who are they I taking?
1: Yeah, Look, look I, I think the Browns you know, they could use receiver. Uh, Cedric Tillman's fine, but I think uh, outside of Mari Cooper, um, who I think he's a, he's a free agent as well. Uh, O-line, offensive tackle. They need defensive line help. I think they need help stopping the run, get a little pass rush. So what do we know with the Browns? They like their players young, which might be tough in this draft. We, it was tough for them last year. They couldn't do it all, all draft. They like them athletic. So I'm going to go with uh, former freak list. Star, only a four-year player, in <laughs> Chris Jenkins, the defensive lineman out of Michigan, um, 6'3", 285, super strong, will get a good push. I, I, I think you know guys like Leonard Taylor, maybe even Mike Hall will be gone by that point around that pick. So I think Jenkins is probably the best fit. Yeah, I was told that
0: uh, the first three rounds, it, they try to stick to the young. After that, it, they get a
1: bit more age flexible. Yeah. You have to now when there's yeah. only sixty yeah. guys coming yeah. out of it's it.
0: Just, yeah, it's only so much you can do. Um at some point. All right. So that concludes our live mock here. I will quickly uh review the picks. Pick one, Chicago, Caleb Williams quarterback Southern Cal. Two, Commanders, Drake May, quarterback North Carolina, three, Patriots, Jaden Daniels, quarterback LSU. Four, Cardinals, Marvin Harrison, Jr., wide receiver, Ohio State. Five, Chargers, Brock Bowers, tight end, Georgia. Six, Giants, Malik Neighbors wide receiver, LSU. Seven, Titans, Joe Alt, tackle, Notre Dame. Eight, Atlanta, J.J. McCarthy, quarterback, Michigan. Nine, Chicago, Dallas Turner, edge rusher, Alabama. Ten, Jets, Fashanu offensive tackle, Penn State. Eleven, Minnesota, Leitu Latu, edge rusher, UCLA. Twelve, Denver, Jackson Powers, Johnson offensive lineman oregon 13 raiders talise talise Fuaga, offensive tackle oregon state 14 saints roma dunze wide receiver washington five indianapolis colts quinnion mitchell cornerback toledo 16 seahawks chop robinson edge rusher penn state 17 jags byron murphy defensive lineman texas 18 bengals Jerzon newton defensive line illinois 19, Rams, Jared Verse Edge, Florida State. 20, Steelers, Graham Barton, interior offensive line, Duke. 21, Miami, Amarius Mims, offensive tackle, Georgia. 22, Eagles, Tyler Guyton, offensive tackle, Oklahoma. 23, Texans, Terry and Arnold, cornerback, Alabama. 24, Cowboys, Troy Faltano, offensive tackle, Washington. 25, Packers, Nate Wiggins, corner, Clemson. 26, Bucks Brian Thomas, Jr., wide receiver, LSU. 27, Cardinals, Darius Robinson, defensive line, or edge rusher, Missouri. 28, Buffalo Bills, Tavondre Sweat, defensive line, Texas. 29, Detroit Lions, Cooper DeJean, corner, Iowa. 30, Baltimore, Kool-Aid McKinstry, corner, Alabama. 31, 49ers, Chris Braswell, edge, Alabama. 32, Kansas City, Troy Franklin, wide receiver, Oregon. 33, Carolina, 80, Mitchell, wide receiver, Texas. And 54, Cleveland, Chris Jenkins, defensive line, Michigan. That is our live
1: mock draft for tonight Shane how do you feel about it it was good it was good I think we had a little some surprises I think we had some different things some guys fall out J.C. Latham from Alabama the offensive tackle I didn't even think about that (laughs) maybe some guys unexpected right but that's what happens in the NFL draft so I like it
0: yeah I do too all right so that's going to do it uh for tonight's show um we had some questions Shane that I wanted to get to. I've been meaning to get to them for the last two weeks now and just forgot all about it. Uh, Cliff sent these questions to you and asked them. There's three of them. Uh, first of all, he says, Mainly it's a film versus overall body potential question, but the LSU quarterback Daniels reminds me of the Burrow year. I would not have taken Burrow because my gambling mind won't allow me to wait one year, even the most recent. So heavily, he's obviously going to blow the combine up, but does that really put him over may who two months ago would be viewed as many as very close second to Williams.
1: So I think the difference with Jane Daniels is he's, he's not a one-year guy. Right, I mean, his first season, really first two, but really his first fr- freshman season, 18 years old. Jane Daniels looked like a future top 10 pick, you know. And then we saw a change in the coaching staff at Arizona State. Things fell off for him, and we saw la- even last year, you know, two years ago now, with LSU, he started to, started to kind of come around late in the season, started to look like an NFL quarterback and make NFL throws. And now he had arguably a better season than Joe Burrow had to be honest. If you want to put all these stats together and what he did to kind of take this offense with a terrible defense uh, over. So look, I think, I think Drake may has maybe a ton of potential to be a little more traditional quarterback with the size and the arm, but in today's NFL, you know, Jane Daniels does have a body of work. I think it's much bigger than one year or we would not be talking about this, right? You know, if, uh, if, if Brennan Armstrong did this, you know, even I, I don't think we'd be putting them up there, right? But I think Jaden Daniels has that ability, it was in the SEC, that makes it a little bit different.
0: Yeah, his body of work, I mean, it was actually more substantial than Burroughs. So if you go oh, back right, there, also, right, yeah. so but you know, we're not saying he's going to be better than Joe Burrow, obviously. But well, I mean, Jaden Daniels, I think, is going to be a good NFL quarterback. Uh, his next question was regarding Olaf Uh, from what he's hearing, uh, not a great year after a great 2022, but seems to have the most potential currently being priced as more likely to go before Joe Alt, not in our mock draft tonight. Uh, Alt seems to be the total package. So how do you weight this and what are your thoughts on what Alt's Raz will be? Is he unathletic? He has a bloodline, so there's a disconnect somewhere. I'm wondering if the book is right or, or guys like big draft guys more right on this one.
1: Uh, you'll, you'll have to fill in because we just we just saw it in the mock a bit. I, I I think Joe Alt's going to go before Aluf Fashanu. Like it's not guaranteed. Different teams run different things. I think Alt is extremely athletic. I think he has a little more of the pure athleticism. Now, Fashanu has kind of the size and arm length and all that to match. Um, but I think Alt has just played so well for three years, barely let a pass rush through. I think he goes first. Uh, I think it's more likely Vashonu is the offensive tackle three off the board than offensive tackle one, personally.
0: As far as Raz goes, I don't is Penn State's strength and conditioning guy the same one they've had there for the past four or five years. Yeah, yeah, it's still I, still really good. His Raz will be higher than Alts. Just right. just just speculation <laughs> on my part. Just based purely on that. I have no other information. But I don't know that you're gonna go wrong either way. When it push comes to shove,
1: yeah, I, I think Cliff's trying to bet it. So, what oh. you know, who, who, who's going first ultimately?
0: I forgot we answered degenerate questions. <laughs> yeah, do.
1: Like, All you know, right. like, don't be talking. I've seen some of bets that you've made, Brian. So, I don't want to hear
0: it. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Uh, his other question was uh, about the medicals on uh, Latu Latu. How does a kid who medically retired, which he did at Washington uh, before transferring to UCLA, go with the top 10 like he's being mocked? Seems like the uh, similar to Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech last year had, who had far less medical concerns, but recall, neither one of us liked him, but was still drafted high. So I don't know. Um, I guess, I guess his question is, do you think someone like Latu makes it to a second contract?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, the, the question of like is Leitu Latu gonna get drafted highly, top ten? I think the jury's still out is the issue. We need to see what the medical says on Leitoulatu. um Latu. Yeah, that's kind of the question. Like uh, as, as Cliff mentioned, um, you know, Latu Latu didn't retire because he didn't feel like he couldn't play again. Right, Washington told him you can't, like you literally can't play. And neck. it was a, it was it was a, it was a neck, neck right? Neck, right. Yeah. Neck injury. But so here's the thing with the neck injury is if he can play, it's probably fine. You know, this isn't a knee, this isn't a back where maybe you can tough through the pain. Like if he, if he had that neck injury and there was something that could be wrong, he would not be allowed to play football because he could die. So the fact that he was able to come back to me because of the neck, because it was a neck, is actually a positive thing, because it tells you it's probably is over. Now, we still got to see the medicals, the combine, and find out. I'm sure he'll have a recheck. They'll bring him back. He'll get tested by every team 78 times on this, no matter what. But uh, I, I feel more comfortable with Latu than I would – even, you know, uh, Cliff mentions Tyree Wilson from last year, even more than Tyree Wilson, some of the injuries that he had.
0: Right. And I like Too much more than I did Tyree Wilson. Agreed. Um, all right. So that's, that's all the questions we had uh, for the evening. That brings us to our final thoughts, and our thoughts go out to those uh, affected in Kansas City by the Mass shooting today at the Super Bowl parade. Yeah. This is an inherently um, all too common thing here in this great country of America. And wow. Well, I'm not going to go off on that tangent, but that's going to do it for tonight's edition of the Draft Countdown podcast. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Deep Fried Draft. Follow Shane on Twitter at Shane P. Howland. Follow Draft Countdown on Twitter at Draft Countdown and go to DraftCountdown.com for all your draft needs, including Shane's latest seven-round mock. For Shane, I'm Brian. Good night, everybody.